0: Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life.
1: We are an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers who have been called by God to live the life we were created to live, commanded by God to love beyond the limits of our prejudices, and commissioned by God to serve called to live, commanded to love, commissioned to serve. And if you can't remember all of that, we live, love, and serve, amen, amen, amen. And so we'll go ahead and read that first scripture found in Exodus, the 15th chapter, verse 22, and it reads, Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness, somebody say in the wilderness, and found no water. Three days in the wilderness and found no water. Uh, The next scripture is 1 Kings 19, and we'll be reading verses 3 and 4. And then it reads, Then he was afraid. He got up and fled for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. He left his servant there, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, somebody say the wilderness, and came out and sat down under a solitary broom tree. He asked that he might die. It is enough now, O Lord, take my life away, for I am no better than my ancestors. The last scripture we'll be reading can be found in Mark, the first chapter, and verse 12. And it reads And the Holy Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. Somebody say the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Let's pray. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.
2: Thank you, God. God. Hmm. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise for it was grace that bought our liberty. I do not know just how God came to love us so. God looked beyond all of our faults and saw. hallelujah 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 hallelujah
1: god we bless your name we thank you god for this moment this right now moment for we know in this right now moment you are with us god we thank you that you have not left us you have not forsaken us We thank you that your presence is with us always and there is nothing that we can do to separate us from your love And so God, we thank you for loving us on today. God, thank you for being with us on today. God, thank you for strengthening us today. God, thank you for reminding us of the power that you have given us, that you would do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to that power that is at work in us. Thank you, God, that we are not powerless on today. God, we pray that you would bless this service, bless this sermon, bless this conversation, this virtual experience. Remind us that you are with us. God, stand tall in me that your daughters, your sons, your children might receive a word that would inspire them to remember who they are and remember whose they are. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. And we say together, amen, amen, and amen. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and was with the wild beast, and The angels waited on him. I wanna talk for this time that I have to share today on the subject, working the wilderness. Working the wilderness. I was reminded this week uh, by a presentation that life is 90% what happens to us and 10% of how we respond. Let me reverse that. (laughs) 10% is what happens to us and 90% is our response to that. What that means is, it's really all about our perception and our perspective. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it's hard to see the light particularly in these trying times that we're living in today. We certainly are living in turbulent times. Our world continues to change every day. And from my perspectives, it seems to be getting more and more complicated. We are still dealing in the midst of the coronavirus. And in the United States alone, over 5.7 million people have been uh, confirmed with the coronavirus. And we've had over 177,000 people who have succumbed to its symptoms. Worldwide, we're dealing with 23 million confirmed cases of coronavirus and over 800,000 have died it seems like every time we turn on our news we're hearing a negative or bad report i don't know about you but sometimes i've got to turn off the television turn off the cell phone put down the newspaper and just get quiet by myself because it seems like we're going from bad to worse I'm reminded of that movie, The Wiz and the Wicked Witch of the West, played by Mabel King. uh, When she came out and said, don't nobody bring me. No bad news. I feel like sometimes just being that person, please don't tell me about another person that's died. Please don't tell me about another person that's been killed. Please don't tell me about another black man who's been shot by police. Please don't, don't nobody bring me no bad news. Because we, it seems that it is going from bad to worse. Our lives have been completely disrupted. We can't go where we want to go. We can't move the way we want to move. We're required to put on masks to enter buildings. Some have not been able to go to work. Others not able to go to school. We're not able to have gatherings. We have been disrupted by this virus. And sometimes that disruption can cause us to be discouraged. We find ourselves not only hearing the bad news, but speaking the bad news. Not only receiving the negativity, but then giving out the negativity. We've gone from being disrupted to being discouraged. And for many of us, our destinations have been deterred. We, we thought we would be somewhere else in August of 2020. We didn't plan on being stuck in the house, wearing a mask, afraid for our lives because of the impact of the coronavirus. I would contend that we are in a type of wilderness right now, wilderness. That word occurs in the Bible over 300 times. And, and there's five words that I could find that, that meant wilderness. There's not an exact word for wilderness in the Greek or the Hebrew, but there are words that connotate a wilderness experience. Midbar means desolate and dry, a wilderness. Araba is desert or dry land, a wilderness. Yeshimon. It's dry and desolate, a wilderness. Shemama is a wasteland, a wilderness. Eretz Bershit, an undisturbed land, a a wilderness, a wilderness dry and and desolate, that place where it feels like there's no life and there's no growth and, and there's no hope, there is no water, there is limited food, a wilderness being separated from the ones we care about the most, a wilderness. But not only is the wilderness desolate and dry and and a wasteland and and a desert or a dry land uh, and an undisturbed land, but the wilderness is the place where God moves. It's a locale for intense experiences, encounters with God, And with angels, Moses and the children of Israel were in a wilderness experience for 40 years, training and searching with limited supply, not not knowing where the next water, where the next food would come from, being supplied with, with manna by day and water from a rock. They were in the wilderness, yet God was moving and speaking and creating room for them. Hagar, and then Hagar and Ishmael found themselves in the wilderness, in danger of things seen and unseen, but they had a divine experience with God while they were there. Elijah found himself in the wilderness, a place of isolation and depression, but yet he heard the still, small voice of God in that same wilderness, and then we have Jesus driven into the wilderness to be tested and tempted and even renewed. The wilderness, a hard place, a lonely place, a place that we would rather not be. But yet, I would say we are in a wilderness experience right now, not just an individual wilderness experience, not just a communal wilderness experience, not even like Israel, a nation uh, who was in a wilderness experience, but we as citizens of the world are in a wilderness experience. It's amazing that an organism smaller than a speck of dust could turn our world upside down, and push us even into a wilderness experience. Some wilderness experiences are voluntary. We see that with Elijah. He wasn't called into the wilderness. He was running for his life, and he voluntarily went to this wilderness place because Jezebel wanted to kill him for defying the Baals, and he was terrified. And so he voluntarily ran for his life. Hagar voluntarily left oppression to seek out wilderness because in her mind, there had to be something better than where she was at that time. And so she too fled to the wilderness, fleeing oppression from her mistress, Sarai, and then again with her son fleeing from Sarah because even after the name change doesn't mean it's gonna be a heart change. Voluntary. But sometimes we find ourselves in an involuntary wilderness experience. You don't choose to go there, you don't want to go there, you really have no desire to be there but you find yourself there anywhere. That's what happened with Jesus, he was driven into the wilderness it wasn't a plan there was not even a conversation we really don't even know how he felt about it but we do know that the spirit drove him into the wilderness and like Jesus I think we have been driven into the wilderness not necessarily by God but the coronavirus, virus as it continues to spread has driven us into a wilderness experience we we've been sit there we didn't ask to go we didn't plan to go we didn't want to go as a matter of fact we don't even want to be there now but yet we find ourselves having this wilderness experience i don't know about you but when i'm sent somewhere i don't want to go sometimes i can get agitated i can get a little attitude feel a little stagnation because this was not the place i was planning to go i had other plans I had other places I wanted to, to be. I had other people that I wanted to be with. I had other goals that I wanted to achieve. But instead, I find myself in the wilderness, agitated. Somebody say, agitated. Agitation and stagnation. Feelings continue to emerge of doubt and uncertainty, of desperation, of lack of confusion. And sometimes I find myself on an emotional roller coaster. At times I'm praising God, God, I thank you. And then at times I'm questioning God, God, why? At times I'm giving God the glory because all of the honor belongs to God. And at times I'm crying, trying to figure out how long, how long we have been sent, pushed by this virus into an involuntary wilderness experience. And so the question is, what do you do while you're in the wilderness? For me, as I think about how to respond to being pushed, to being sit, to being in a place where I had no desire to be, it's about two things, perception and perspective, perception is our ability to see, our ability to sense, our ability to discern uh, what's going on around us. And perspective is how we feel about it. It's the attitude, it's the way we look at it, it's the way we consider it, it's the way we think about it, it's the way we respond to it. It reminded me of a picture uh, that I saw. I remember seeing this picture, and if they can put it up, uh, this picture, there it is, Uh, when I was in Psych 101 at Spelman College. And this picture is called, it's an optical illusion. Uh, First discovered on a postcard and then co-opted and adopted by a British cartoonist, Mr. Hill. And if you look at the picture, depending on who you are and where you are, you might see something different than the person who's sitting next to you sees. Some of you see a young woman who's looking over her shoulder uh, with a nice uh, head, uh, feather in her head, hair just hanging down beneath the feather. The eyelash of her face is right there under the hair and the little snippet of her nose with her chin right there over this black coat that she has on. Some of you see an older woman, and if you look at the necklace on the younger woman, the necklace on the younger woman is the older woman's mouth, and from there, you can see her chin. Above it, you can see her nose uh, and her eyes, And, and she too has a head wrap on. Depending on who you are, depending on where you are, depending on what you're going through, you might see the younger woman, or you might see the older woman. And the reality is there is no right or wrong answer when someone asks you what you see because it's all about your perception. You see what's in front of you and some might have a hard time seeing the young woman while others will have a hard time seeing the older woman. But the older woman and the younger woman are both in this picture. The picture is entitled My Wife and my mother-in-law. And so I like this picture because what it shows us is that two people can look at the same thing and see something completely different. Two people can be in the same situation and perceive that situation differently. Two people can be having the same experience and have a different experience. And so for us, we have an opportunity to look at our perspective and our perception and determine what it is that we want to see while we're in this wilderness experience. I would declare that if we were intentional about changing our perception and about changing our perspective, then maybe we could look at this experience. little differently. Maybe instead of feeling a sense of agitation, we can look at this wilderness experience as a place of preparation, a place where God is preparing us for what we're in now and for what is coming next, a place where we can learn, a place where we can grow, a place where we can hone our skills and, and stand tall, a place where we recognize how strong really are because we are stronger than our worst pain if we could just change our perspective we can not only go from agitation to preparation but we can also transition from feeling a sense of stagnation to feeling a sense of transformation yes because as we come out of this experience, we should not come out the same way that we went in. We ought to know ourselves a little bit more. We ought to believe God a little bit more. We should have worked on some things within ourselves so that we allow this experience to transform us rather than stagnate us. I don't know about you, but during this wilderness experience, I'm expecting some changes in our language. Maybe we can speak those things that are not as though they were. Maybe we can speak life and not death because the power of life and death is in the tongue. Maybe we can speak good things. Maybe we can speak hope. Maybe we can speak encouragement. If we look at it, as an opportunity for transformation. Not only should our language be transformed, but our thoughts ought to be transformed because we ought to be renewing our mind every single day, remembering how God has brought us through, brought us over, and brought us out. If we just think back over our lives and look things over, we can recognize that we are blessed and highly favored, and God knows our name. This is an opportunity to transform our language, an opportunity to transform our thoughts. The thing about thoughts are thoughts can invade your mind, but just because it comes to mind doesn't mean you have to keep thinking about it. Did you hear that? Just because it comes to mind doesn't mean you have to keep thinking about it. We ought to move beyond rehearsing the same negative stories, the same negative doubts, the same negative fears, and began to shift into something new, begin to transform into who God is calling us to be so that we can live a little bit better, so that we can love a little bit stronger, so we can serve a little bit harder. Yes, not only should our language and our thoughts be transformed, but our actions should be transformed. This is an opportunity to engage in some self-care. Huh? you taking care of yourself during this time and during this season what habits are you cultivating amen I know for a minute the only exercise I was getting was going from the bed to the refrigerator amen amen but this is an opportunity to cultivate some new actions in your life, a new self-care regimen. Cultivate some new relationships. It's time to look at the people who are in our lives, some people for a reason, some people for a season, some people for a lifetime. And we mess up when we try to keep a seasoned person for a lifetime. Some of us are in messes right now because you had somebody in your life who was only supposed to be for a season, but they stayed too long. Lord, have mercy. Uh, Somebody was only supposed to be there for a reason, but they stayed too long. Look at and investigate the people that you have around you. What are they saying? How, How are they influencing you? This is the time to forgive some folks. Of some things that they did this is the time to forgive yourself to allow yourself to grow into who God is calling you to be so that you are stronger on the other side of this perception and perspective Because in this wilderness, like Jesus, we're gonna have some temptations. (laughs) Temptations, things we can control, the things that we can say no to, but sometimes we find ourselves saying yes to. Temptations. We've got some mental temptations where we're being, being called to, to doubt and we're being called to, to shame and we're being called to, to guilt. But we don't have to give in to those temptations. We can stand tall in forgiveness. We can stand tall in reconciliation. We can stand tall in who God has called us to be outside of the names that we sometimes struggle with. Those emotional temptations to go into sadness and to go into anger and to feel agitated and to be irritable. Temptations, psychological temptations where our minds start playing tricks on us. We will have temptations, but it's all about perception and perspective. Not only will we have temptations, but in this wilderness, we will also have some wild beasts. Jesus contended with wild beasts. I would say we are dealing with some wild beasts as we see uh, a UPS being disturbed and and our vote uh, being in a very, very sensitive and critical uh, period we see is as a wild beast. As we look at the shootings of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery, we can see the wild beasts at work socially and politically and racially. We see them at work, but not only are there temptations and wild beasts, but there are angels, angels watching over us, angels with us, angels who call us at just the right time, who send us a text at just the right time, who check on us at just the right time. And maybe you're angel that's supposed to be calling that's supposed to be checking that's supposed to be texting because we are in a wilderness but don't you know that the wilderness doesn't last always <laughs> there is a coming out there is a coming through, and and on the other side of the wilderness, there is something waiting for us, for the Israelites on the other side of the wilderness. Canaan was waiting, a place flowing with milk and honey, this promised land that God had told them about and told them would be theirs. And some of us have a Canaan that's waiting on the other side of this, where things are better, where, where we feel better, where blessings are abound. Uh, But for some of us, there's something on the other side of this, because when Jesus came out of the wilderness, he went to work. The word said he came out preaching and he came out teaching. So some of us will be coming out of the wilderness to Canaan and some of us will be coming out of the wilderness to work. But no matter how we come out, we are coming out. I need you just to say to yourself, I am coming out this is not forever this is not forever this is not forever i am coming out this is not forever this is not forever this is not come forever i am coming out and i don't know about you but when i come out i'm coming out stronger i'm coming out wiser i'm coming out better but i'm coming out somebody just say i'm coming out we may not be able to come out today but we're coming out sometimes we gotta wait for it no shortcuts or easy answers sometimes we gotta fight for it and I mean literally fight to keep your mind sane and holy and sometimes we gotta praise for it sometimes we gotta praise God in advance for what we know is coming and I don't know about you but I'm gonna put a praise on it I'm putting a praise on a vaccine I'm putting a praise on a cure I'm putting a praise on the day where we can go and fellowship. I'm putting a praise on the day where we can hug people instead of elbow bumping them. I'm putting a praise on the day where we can come together as a nation and recognize the humanity in the person that looks different from me and recognize the value in people who don't believe what I believe and don't show up the way that I show up, but they are still valuable. I am grateful for the coming out. And I'm not gonna wait until we come out, but I'm gonna praise God every day because I know that victory belongs to God. I don't know how you feel about it, but every time I've doubted God and thought I was gonna stay stuck, God brought me out, God picked me up, God turned me around, God placed my feet on solid ground. I don't know about you, but every time I think about the last time that I thought it was over and I thought I wasn't gonna be able, to make it god gave me another chance and i'm still here and i'm still standing and i'm still breathing is there anybody watching this virtual worship service right now who can say that god has been good to me in spite of what i've done god's been faithful in spite of what i've seen god's been faithful in spite of what i've said god's been faithful i don't know how you feel about it but when i think of the goodness of jesus perception I'd like to think even that we're in an incubation period when you are in an incubation period you are separated by yourself and in that incubator transformation takes place I imagine that is a whole lot of folks who remember being a caterpillar, ah, trudging through the dirt and the mud, eating off of leaves and branches. And yet in that incubation period comes out a butterfly. God is able even in the midst of where we are right now, to allow us to be transformed first by the renewing of our minds into who God is calling us to be. We've gotta make the decision that we are gonna work the wilderness and not allow the wilderness to work us. Perception and perspective. Yes, there were 23 million confirmed cases. Yes, over 818 people died, but 15.6 recovered. Yes, in the U.S., 5.7 million cases, 177 deaths, but 2 million recovered. Perception and perspective. We have an opportunity to allow ourselves to be pulled in, to lean into life, to lean into God, and to trust that on the other side of this, there will be a testimony of coming through, coming past, and coming over that will help us live the life that God has called us to live. Don't get discouraged in the wilderness. It is not forever. It is not forever. No matter what your situation is, no matter how bad it is, it's not forever. No matter what it looks like, it's not forever. No matter how bad you feel, it's not forever and don't beat yourself up for thinking that it was forever but lean in and put a praise on this day and a praise on every day that we're allowed to experience the love and the presence of the lord beloved be encouraged today yes we get tired yes we get weary yes We get agitated, but we don't have to stay tired, and we don't have to stay weary, and we certainly don't have to stay agitated. Perception and perspective, how you look at it and what you think about it. Allow yourself the freedom to not be told how to think about it by the news, by CNN or MSNBC or Fox or whoever you watch, allow yourself not to be informed by them. Be informed by the memory that you have of who God is and how God has brought you through every difficult situation you have ever encountered, one way or the other. And it may not have been the way you wanted, but you came through and you made it through and you're here And that's why we celebrate. And that's why we know we have the power to work the wilderness. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. God, we bless you and we thank you. We thank you for this awesome worship experience. God, we thank you for the virtual worship experience. Thank you for the technology to even be able to engage. And I pray that we would all feel your presence even right now, collectively, even though we are not together physically, that we might recognize that the best is yet to come and the wilderness is not forever. And so until we meet again on the other side, where the sun neither rises nor sets, because the sun is Jesus Christ, the light of the world. And it's in your name, Lord, that we lift this prayer and we say amen.